Hello folks, this is Ethan the Farmer and this is just a podcast about all things related to farms, food, families, and freedom. So if you want to learn more and want to get involved, you can check out my site at www.ethanthefarmer.com. You can also check out the organization that I'm behind, which is GTKYF Foundation Inc. And you can check that out at gtkyf.com. Stay tuned. Don't miss an episode. Make sure to subscribe and keep informed. Hello folks, this is Ethan the Farmer and I'm here with Mr. Applecamp and we're going to talk about some interesting stuff today. How you doing today, Mr. Applecamp? Good, how are you? Oh, having all kinds of fun. We've been getting ready for an event the last, uh, well, all day today since early, early this morning. Going to be down at the Family far- family Days on the Farm in Coryville, Pennsylvania uh, this, here tomorrow and Saturday promoting sustainable agriculture. What, what hours is that tomorrow? Well, that runs from the open to the public from 4 to 8 p.m. and then on Saturday from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. There's some cool speakers, a uh, bunch of interesting booths. We brought, we brought the Are You Eating Fishy Food sculptures down there, and there'll be the Ambassador Livestock from Get to Know Your Farmer, and a whole lot of good food and uh, good educational fun time. Yeah, this is, this is uh, I was there last year. It's a nice event. Yeah, it's it's really uh, an interesting place. We went down there this evening, and I counted ten big top tents on the property where the event's going to occur. Nice. So we've been yeah, talking. I... Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. Okay, we've been talking about immigration and a lot of different things in our conversations here. Freedom. And um, I thought maybe we'd touch on a few current events just briefly here this evening um, and run through what, what's going on. Uh, you've got the situation with Mr. Epstein, um, and then today they said he tried to commit suicide after they wouldn't let him even post bond uh, for child trafficking, and he'd already been convic- convicted of something similar on a real sweetheart deal down in Florida where they supposedly couldn't re-prosecute him federally, and now they figured out a way to do it. What are your thoughts on that whole big mess? Well, I'm glad you mentioned Jeffrey Epstein, because the, the man is, is a complete monster, and, and it, it goes very deep on both sides of, of uh, the political aisle. And I think we have to be ready to hold anyone to account. So, so I look inside myself and I say, okay, Bill Clinton, yeah, you, you like the 90s, whatever. You have to, if, if there's proof that Bill Clinton was on Lolita Express in that way, then you have to call that out, right? You can't give somebody a pass just because maybe you think, you know, they seem to be a, a nicer guy or something. It it goes deep. It goes deep. And the other thing that, that, it, that comes to mind to me is that Epstein is the modern equivalent of the vampire, the nobility that that preys on other people's children. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, the situation with a lot of the foster care and the Title IV funding, and, I mean, it's nothing short of child child trafficking. And, I mean, I think that Epstein is just the tip of the iceberg uh, when it comes to the whole child trafficking thing. Real quick, I want to mention that there's an anti-child trafficking march going on in Denver, Colorado this weekend. I believe it's Saturday. Uh, If you guys need information on that, 
shoot us an email, hit us with a text. You can always text us at 814-429-3276. That's our advocacy line, but that does take texts. And um, if you have any issues uh, where you need an advocate or life coach or just a listening ear, you can always, related to farms, food, families, or freedom, you can always call that number or text it, 814-429-3276. So yeah, that's, that's good. Back to talking about Epstein and all that. I mean, what what is wrong with our country where these people get away with this nonsense for so many years and it's right. It's in the blatant night. I mean, the guy's a registered sex offender, and he's flying into these his private island, and the airport down there. They're under strict terms to not ask questions about the age of any of the passengers that's, that's getting on right. off his plane. That's right. that's right. Why, indeed? Well, so you mentioned you mentioned uh, foster care and stuff. So, so this is it is it is a classist system. The the rich and powerful preying on uh, the disenfranchised, the the less protected. Uh, and again, it goes right back to um, the horror stories of the nobility in, in, the, in the, I don't know, the medieval times, where, you know, in divine right of kings, the king could take your child, take your daughter. The king could take your daughter and have her for his, his sex slave, right? That's what we thought we got past in the 18th century, and here it is again. The whole situation is just out of control. And the fact of the matter is, there's newspaper articles where somebody was at, and a reporter was asking Trump about his relationship with Epstein back quite a few years, and he was talking real nice about the guy. And then he, now he's saying, well, he don't even really know the guy, never really did. It's kind of like they're throwing the guy underneath the bus, but the long and short of it is there's a whole lot more dirty laundry that needs to go down with the ship. Right, well, Trump is a pathological liar, and he lies every day, but that is one... That is one example of somebody trying to get out from under this thing. I think the visibility around Epstein is absolutely good, and 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 this is going to at least, um, you know, have its day in in the public eye. As it should. I mean, it should. Yeah. There's absolutely no reason why a politician should get away with anything along these lines. And I mean. The fact that the whole foster care industry is a monetar monetarily incentivized industry for them to take children, it's not monetarily incentivized to preserve families, which I think is leading to part of the destruction of this country's core uh, when they're out there doing everything in their power to destroy families, and not just through the foster care system, but through the family court system, um, through... Uh, Divorce courts, um, that whole that whole spectrum of issues is just crazy. There's been quite a few cases that have come up lately where uh, CPS workers are being convicted of perjury and being convicted of making stuff up. And yeah, you know, sure, sure, yeah, yeah. In the news, this is crazy. Yeah. What is wrong with a country that has gotten to the point where these people feel it necessary to lie to steal somebody's child in the name of the almighty dollar? It makes no sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, um, then we have to we have to start from a basis of protecting the unprotected, of of of, of helping the most vulnerable, and it starts with foster care reform in that in that example. Absolutely. Uh, we also we also had the uh, I don't know if you're going to touch on the Robert Mueller testimony today. 
I haven't got that far, but go for it. You're probably a little more versed on it than I am. I haven't had a chance to even look at the news today. I've been running so so heavy. Well, actually, I don't. I don't have. I have. I have more of a tangential thing here that I wanted to. I wanted to give a few minutes to, if you don't mind. I have. John, I've been reading this John Steinbeck book talks about um, values, and the Mueller testimony is just another example of. Things being done every which way, people trying to decide where they come down. And uh, Steinbeck writes about the trial of Arthur Miller, who was who was being questioned, I guess, in McCarthyism, I assume. And uh, I just, I just, uh, I just want to read this, uh, if that's okay. It's not, it's not too long. But Steinbeck says of Arthur Miller. Um, that if I were in Arthur Miller's shoes, I do not know what I would do, but I could wish for myself and for my children that I would be brave enough to fortify and defend my private morality as he has. I feel profoundly that our country is better served by individual courage and morals than by the safe and public patriotism, which Dr. Johnson called the last refuge of scoundrels. And he goes on for a little bit, but I'm going to let you weigh in on that. Well, I mean, I think we got nothing but scoundrels right now in political office, and I think that it's it's at a point where there needs to be some patriots stand up and say, "Hey, enough's enough." This this country was founded with the principle that government couldn't run amok. It was supposed to be a, che- a government of checks and balances for the common man. You know, our uh, our constitution starts out with the key word: "We the people." It doesn't start out with we the government. It starts out with we the people. Amen. Amen. Yeah. The reason they gave us the Second Amendment was because they knew that if the people were armed, the ability of the government to stand against an armed citizenry would be very hard. And, you know, I well, eventually we'll touch on some other issues of civics that really bother me, what they're teaching in school versus what I've read. And what I've learned, and I just I think that the situation in this country is just where they've they've let morality um, and just I mean it, it's out of out of out of hand. There's no reason right. why there should be a politician for life. The government was designed where politic you would go, you would serve your country for four years, and you would go home. And you'd go back to plowing your fields, you'd go back to being the lumberman, you know, cutting lumber or whatever it is you did, the shopkeeper, and that's it. You wouldn't be in government for life. Right, right. Um, And, you know, Steinbeck actually talks about tyranny in the very next paragraph here. You mentioned mentioned tyranny. love of country and instant and open revolt against tyranny, whether it comes from the bully in the schoolyard, the foreign dictator, or the local demagogue. And then he says, if this be treason, gentlemen, make the most of it. Um, we don't, we, we're, we're, we're classically ignorant of a lot of uh, the artists and archetypes that we use in, in uh, school or whatnot. Steinbeck is glorified as a fiction writer, but his nonfiction gives you a very different picture. Yeah. I mean, it, the, the, the situation is America's law enforcement, as we see it today, is a standing army against a militarized standing army against the American people on American soil. 
It makes no sense. George Washington, John Adams, Benjamin Franklin, and all the rest of those boys, they were, they're, they're rolling over in their grave. They, they, I mean, I'm going to tell you, from what I've read, none of them men were saints. They would have been terrorists by every letter of the book today. But those men stood for what they believed. And they created a system that they thought had enough checks and balances and enough sh muster to be able to, to stand against time. And it's made it 200 years, which frankly is not a bad job. But the situation we've got today is we've got lawyers in government running amok. And, you know, one of these days I want to do a whole show on what the original 13th Amendment was and where all that went because that's just insanity. You know, one of the things I ask a lot of people on the street when I'm out doing events, I oftentimes ask them, what are the four branches of government? Because everybody says, you know, I can't change this system. It's broken. There's nothing I can do. I'm just going to live my life and watch the ship crash. Right. And right, right. I tell people, you know, first of all, how many people does it take to change this world? How many, Apple Camp? Well, I'm assuming just one. Yeah, just one. And that one could be you, that one could be me. You never know. So the, the four branches of government, as the Founding Fathers wrote it, and this is based on what I've read and what I understand from reading stuff like the Federalist Papers, reading the Articles of the Confederacy, um, the various documents that helped create what became this country, and the four branches of government, what were they? I know. I don't know. You tell, tell me, what are the four branches? Well, you tell me what branches you know. Well, I would suggest, uh, my, my, uh, my assumption would be that the four branches that make the most sense would be the executive branch, the judicial branch, the legislative branch, and the people. That's correct. Or a combination, a combination of the people and the press. Right. Well, right. And that that fourth one is, 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 is inordinately important. We the people is what the Founding Fathers wrote. Now, the press was provided, a free press, what they felt was an errant to hold the government accountable. Um, but it was not one of the four branches of government. So you have the executive, you have, which is the president. You have the legislative, which is Congress and the Senate and all that good fun junk. And then you have the judicial, which is the courts and the police. And then you have we the people. Now, the largest branch of the American government is you and I, not the people sitting down in D.C., contrary to their popular belief. There's far more of us than there ever will be of them. Now, what two branches of government, according to the Founding Fathers, were given the power to enact law? Only two branches were given the power to enact law. Yeah, the, the judicial and the legislative, right. No, right. the judicial was not given the power to enact law. The judicial was given the power to enforce law as a checks and balance. Law, right. We right, the people, right, right, right. the only two branches that can pass law, according to the Founding Fathers, is we the people, through a vote of the populace, or the legislative. The, the executive, which is the president, has no business legislating from the White House. It's not part of our system. The courts right. have no business legislating from the bench. Their only job is to enforce what the legislative and we the people have come up with. We have a problem.
because we have courts that are legislating. I read about it all the time. I read a lot of jury verdict reports and case law and all this fun junk. And you know what? It's out of control. These judges are legislating from the bench. They are using their political view. They are expressing their political views by how they choose to enforce the law. That is wrong. Well, of course, and the district attorneys are, are, are using their personal discretion in who they put away, too. Well, yeah, and there but again, you, that comes back to they're part of the judicial. They're not part of the legislative. The, the law says that there's to be equal protection for all, liberty well, and justice for all. Yeah, but, yeah, but they're, they're, they're voted in. The DAs are voted in, too. Which, yeah. which brings me, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sound a slightly more pessimistic tone than you did on the largest branch of government. Yes, there are more people than there are politicians. What we have, though, is is a constituency and a base that wants to give power over to the state. They, that safe and public patriotism is composed of people saying, "I would prefer if you if you're really a patriot, you won't question anything." If you're really, if you're really such a great lover of your country, you, you should just, you should just go along with what's, whatever's going on, right? I'm sure you've heard it. I've heard it plenty. I've heard, I've heard it, plenty, it plenty, and I disagree with it because that is not, that is not what the men that founded this country intended, and that is not what this country has thrived on. I mean, there's a reason why this country got to be the powerhouse that it had, and it, it wasn't based on you and I today. It was based on the principles and the guiding compass that this country was given way back when, when those men sat down and pledged their life, their liberty, their fortune, and their sacred honor. You know, right? And 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 right. And to bring it back to to any any issue that you can look at and see two sides of. It's the individual, the rights of the individual versus the rights of the state. And, um, and the individual is to have more rights. Well, that's what that's what I believe. That's but what the, the founding fathers believed. Well, the Christian fascist believes that there is tough love for the individual. Have you heard of, Have you heard about that? I've heard about it quite a bit. Tough love for the individual. Um, personal responsibility. They make sure make sure that nobody gets away with anything, right? Well, that's but, like. But but, well, go ahead. That's like the the text messages and emails I got from people over our immigration show, saying that illegal immigrants are going to hell. Be that's, I mean, that's, and we're gonna get and we're gonna get to that. But so they, they at the same time they have a an expansive and scarcely qualified love for the state. Right, and that is, oh, look at this great country. This is such a great. This is the best country ever. If you don't think so, you're bad. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm turning that on its head, and I'm saying I have expansive and scarcely qualified love for the individual, the widow, the orphan, the foster child, the the person standing charged of a crime who doesn't have a lawyer, and I have tough love for the state. Let's talk about that. Let's give the state some tough love. Well, Let's honestly, the state to account. The state has grown out of control. There was never supposed to be this system of law that has gotten to the point. It was supposed to be law for the common man. It wasn't supposed to be law for the elite. And what has happened now is the original legal system did not have the American Bar Association. We could do a whole show on that because those people are nothing oh, short sure. of criminals. And sure. you know, Black's Law, which was 
common law for the common man, which is still on the books, but they don't recognize it, which makes no sense to me. A law should be recognized as long as it's on the books. If you don't want it recognized, then you need to repeal it or you need to revoke it. You can't just leave it there and ignore it. Well, right, right. I mean, lawyers love to say that the law is a living animal. But now also on an economic level, you have the hollowing out of the middle class, which means that less, fewer and fewer people really have the rights that they should be afforded. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the, the law, the rights were not granted to us by the government. They were natural rights. And the government was to protect them. And the Constitution and the Bill of Rights were set up to protect natural, God-given rights. Now, what we got... Oh, and rights and... Yeah, go ahead. What we got today is a situation where the government has made a boatload of laws to do nothing but police the free man, police the freedom of the citizenry in the name of profit. Because there's nothing short in this country than a huge industry based on enforcing the law and penalizing the people without the socioeconomic status to stand up for themselves. That's right, that's right. But see, but see, these also, these rights, in my opinion, are based on compassion and empathy. Freedom without empathy is not true freedom, as people will find out when they go down the rabbit trail of trying to make sure people don't get away with anything. You've heard all these welfare queens, all they're just, they're just sucking off the tea to the government. All the people, yeah, criminals are getting away with murder. Why don't we just, why don't we have the death penalty anymore? All this stuff is, is a very, a very key way to say that, and, and the, don't forget the other thing, to, to a far-right authoritarian, you and I are ingrates. The biggest libel they can come up with, one of their favorite things, to say, you do not appreciate the great country that you live in. I say, no, I do appreciate it, and I do love this country enough to hold it accountable when it goes astray. If we don't start standing up for what the Founding Fathers intended and believed, this country's not going to be here for our children. It's headed down the right. toilet, and somebody already pushed the flush lever. We're already doing, you know, when you go in, you take a dump in the toilet. Okay, this country is the dump right now. And somebody pushed a flush lever, and that toilet, that water is just making that lap around that porcelain throne, headed down that 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 proverbial hole, where it goes away and goes to Never Never Land. And this country's headed down that that hole. That that somebody's pushed that flush lever, and we have a duty. To, we have a duty to take and plug that hole up. Uh, yes. Well, it's a depressing metaphor, but yeah. I now, and to be clear, I don't. I don't believe that this should be done through violence because violence doesn't solve problems. There's not. I mean, I, I'm open to. I'm open to. I'm open to uh, other points of view on that. But um, you know, let's 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 reform the system by centering it on the rights of the individual and trying to trying to promote freedom that's based on empathy and compassion for other people and i and i'm not saying we should be violent either but i'm saying that let's take their rule book that they're playing by right now let's educate ourselves let's use the sure. tools and the knowledge that the rich use to get richer and let's apply it to everybody from the middle class all the way on down to the lower class and let's flip the tables because i'll tell you what there's a whole lot more 99 percenters than there is one percenters. 
I don't care what way you do math. I mean, even Common Core no. math. There's still more people at 99% than there is at 1%. There are, there are, there are. It just has to be, again, there's there's a force among the 99% that, that shields them from understanding what their true situation is. That some people have to be, and I, I don't know how to say it really. I'm not suggesting people. That people have to understand where their best interests are, I guess is the way I'd put it. Yeah, and they have to be willing. They have to be willing to turn off that TV, get off that couch, get out in the streets, and do something. Yeah. Now, yeah. Um, you mentioned some of these remarks that you get uh, from people. Oh, I got some choice you, ones. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know if you want to go over them, but I mean, we can we can analyze. If you analyze those remarks, you'll see what I mean by by kind of thinking that doesn't doesn't have the picture in, in view. Well, I but think one of these weeks we're just going to do a show on all the trolls, and we're going to go through and discuss all the troll remarks, because honestly, if I get into that pile right now, I probably have 75 to 100 messages doing nothing but attacking me for saying that it's wrong to incarcerate children in a concentration camp in the middle of the Texas desert without basic basic living essentials yeah yeah well let's say it again then it is wrong to do that <laughs> well i'll say it till i'm blue in the face and i mean i was told that i need to repent and i'm going to hell and all kinds of other crazy nonsense for saying that and you know what if that's the case at least i don't believe that's the case but if that's the way they believe um yeah they forgot the verse judge not that you be not judged but you know that's the way life goes well yeah and also i mean just like we we, just like we pointed out with the Thomas Jefferson quote, morality and, and duty mean different things to different people. What we're getting at here is that nut of, of contrasting uh, people who believe in empathy with, uh, with, with a fascist base that believes only in the rights of the state. Yeah, I mean, they, or, or they, primarily. they basically believe that we should just let the state do whatever it wants to whoever it wants. And use our money yeah. to do it. And I don't think that's what we're supposed to do. But, you know, I still to this no. day will always say that I believe Jesus was the original activist. And yeah. people can take it for whatever they want to say. But I don't believe we're charged to be um, road apples. I think we're supposed to to uh, speak up. And he spent his time what? hanging out with people that nobody else wanted to hang out with. He spent his time associating with the lower class. He fed the hungry. He uh, he went into the temple and threw the jokers out, all the people trying to make money off of religion. Now, you tell me how many churches today are trying to make money off of religion. Well, yes, yes. You know, Jesus of Nazareth was the first activist, or at least the first activist of his time. And, yeah, I mean, it's, it's very clear in some ways, but um, but yet so many, so much of the Christian force has become a state force, and we could get into that, but I'm not going to let that, that's, that's for another day. Um, uh, yeah, I did want to say, though, uh, we're, we're getting, we're getting somewhere with that. Um, the, 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 the struggle between understanding what, what Christ stood for and kind of kind of twisting that up into a pretzel. Yeah. 
Well, we're about out of time for this evening. I mean, it did flew by like hot potatoes. I don't even know where it all went, but uh, man, I appreciate yeah, you coming on, the, uh, Mr. Applecamp. Yeah, no problem. no problem. I hope people come out to Family Farm Days and, and have a great time. Yep, and guys, uh, look forward to some exciting stuff coming out with our websites. We've had a lot of server issues here in the last week, but uh, we're in the process of addressing those and cleaning them up to the point where we're done with playing the games with the, the little guys anymore, and we're going to play in the big leagues because, you know, here at uh, Farm Fresh Media, we have uh, we own over 3,000 domain names, and we have... I don't even know how many sites. I lost track a long time ago. But uh, it's because we believe that using the tools against them that they have, using their own tools, is one of the ways to change the course of this adventure. You know, we need to be a catalyst to make a difference. And uh, we can do a show one of these nights on the Big Give Challenge and kind of talk about that too. So anyway, thank you, Mr. Applecamp. I hope you have a great week. I'll We'll chat next week and go from there. Yeah, you too. Thanks for having me on. Take care. Bye-bye. So, folks, I don't know if you realize this, but here at GTKYF and our media group, Farm Fresh Media, we rely on your donations. So if you wouldn't mind donating, you can donate to us at www.paypal.me forward slash GTKYF. And those donations are what helps keeps us going and helps keep all these different programs going. You know, we'll be talking more about these programs. We'll be doing some good interviews and just in general uh, out there making a difference. I mean, we've got over two hours worth of video that we will be putting live on our YouTube channels here. Well, not live, but some of them were taken live. But we'll be putting all those videos up here on our YouTube channels for all you folks to watch uh, about the various events we've been involved in this week. So that's just some of the stuff we're doing and some of the stuff we're out here making a difference. You know, it's that's what it's all about. It's time to be the change. It's time to take the Big Give Challenge and get involved. So anyhow, uh, we'd appreciate it if you donate. And you can donate at paypal.me forward slash GTKYF. Those are the initials for Get to Know Your Farmer, our original organization. Thanks. We hope you have a great day.